Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Winging It with Katurin Friends. This week we are joined by Maylee Hargett, who is a self-proclaimed hot mess mom, living her best life with her daughter while navigating the highs and lows of parenthood. Recently laid off from a long-term career in executive recruitment for nonprofits, she has found a renewed passion for discovering who she is and where her passions truly lie. A strong proponent of making time for yourself without the mom guilt, she strives to share the journey she is on through her Instagram posts, which are both humorous and at times really raw. She is also venturing into the podcast realm where she will be sharing her newest adventure of living with her co-parent and navigating what can be some tricky waters. Both her Instagram and podcast can be found under the name Palm Beach Mommy Misfit. I can't wait to share this episode with you. Um, I hope you will stay tuned. Mealy is both genuine and warm and it was really refreshing people say that sometimes but it really was it's refreshing to share an honest conversation with someone who um who was so generous with herself and i can't wait to share that conversation with all of you um and just stay tuned and enjoy the show For anybody listening, I'm joined by Neely. <laughs> uh, you're in South Florida, right? You're a South Floridian. I am. I'm in Delray Beach currently. Awesome. And a mom to one. Do I have that right for my yep. Instagram stalking? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, one and done right now. Yes. Yeah. Oh, she seems like a really awesome kid. I've, yes. I'm, every time I see a, like a reel or something going on with you guys, I'm like, this is <laughs> this is a really cool vibe. I love this whole scene going on. I'm like, I want oh, in. I want to go play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's cool. I love her. I love her so much. Um, she's definitely, her name matches her spirit number, so definitely fiery oh I love that that's amazing um how long have you lived down here for oh I grew up here I was born in New York but was raised down here so my parents moved me here when I was six weeks old so not I can't claim New York but um yeah so my whole life left for a while to go to college in Illinois then lived in Boston then DC and then found my way back here about 10 years ago oh there you go yeah I think um I yeah Boston DC that's very like like very corporate yeah <laughs> it's like it sounds very corporate <laughs> yes and that's funny yeah because I was in nonprofits my that's that's my love um nonprofits so there's lots of them up there and uh that's that's what I was working in but um yeah they're great cities loved it absolutely loved it I missed the seasons but came back here for family about 10 years ago but it was good hot but good <laughs> yeah no I yeah I think um you know I've re acclimated I lived in Florida oh gosh probably about 13 years ago and then moved back to New York because I'm from Long Island originally oh yeah that's where I was born yeah yeah cool there you go so yeah I grew up um yeah out east and then I found myself back here before COVID kind of kicked off mm. um so like 2019 just before it got really crazy yeah and uh yeah and so I'm like this is home now <laughs> I can't yep. picture leaving or like going back up there I'm like no I've you know I visited and I find Finally made peace with it I was like this is not my home anymore <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> and that was interesting so you know when I first came across your page um yeah. it was Palm Beach Mommy Concierge am I right is that what yes. it was okay that's it yeah <laughs> and um what had you changed gears like- originally set up I originally set up my page um with that name on the advice of friends who thought I should start a service for people in Palm Beach. And I, um, I, 
lots of friends and family who come to me my, my entire life this has happened but since I've had Ember who come to me with ideas on where to go where to have birthday parties um, I was an event planner earlier in my career so um, saying I should offer these services and that there's a market out there for maybe parents who don't have the time or would like to have somebody else do this for them and I was I thought okay and that name just came to mind and I put it out there and um, I, I realized it just creating a service first of all on Instagram is not easy and, no. No, it's and not. I was not yeah <laughs> and I was not feeling like myself it just felt kind of fake and my part I really in real life I am a hot mess I am running everywhere I'm doing things with my daughter I'm just living my life and it felt very forced um I just want to go out with her and have fun and then we would record it and post it it wasn't anything serious but that was on my personal page so when I set this business page up it just wasn't vibing with my real life yeah um and while I have worked in events I've worked with high profile people high profile events I I can be that person for work but it's not who I am at home so concierge just felt off and um and that title is out there everywhere yeah uh, it seems it will definitely down so... here like down here I feel yeah. like because we have there are so many what, ultra high net worth individuals right mm-hmm. and these huge estates and these big properties yes. so yeah concierge I'm laughing because <laughs> I too have branded myself as a concierge in the past, which you may not know. (laughs) And and, um, I grew up in the Hamptons and I had a property management company. And when I came down here, I worked in the yacht industry and I was like, yeah, that's like a totally easy switch. You know, I just like cater myself as a concierge. And I went through like this kind of awakening moment, like, it ain't me. <laughs> and I, was like, right. I was like, I don't know how much Lily Pulitzer I need to throw up. And like, right. you know, and like, am I angling it right or not? And who am I trying to <laughs> rub elbows with when I really in reality, like, you know, it's, it's a little bit kookier. I mean, we make things happen mm. and I can mm-hmm. present really well, but I'm like, what's going on behind the scenes? You don't want to know. You don't want to know. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Right. So yeah, in the land of Palm Beach, when, I mean, it's what you think of when you hear Palm Beach at concierge, but I don't fit in yeah. that way. So I branded myself a misfit, not a bad thing, but a real thing. Yeah. And my fr- one of my friends, as soon as I changed it, she called me and she said, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful you changed your name because that is not who you are. <laughs> She's like, not that you're a misfit. And I said, no, I don't mean it in a negative connotation. It just, it felt more real. Yeah. And then I just decided I'm just going to post and I'm just going to have fun with it. And I might start a podcast and I might do this and we're going to see what happens, but it's not, I've gotten a lot out of it, um, including this podcast. So I, I'm enjoying it and we'll just see where it goes. Yeah, no, I really love it. I thought, um, you know, it's, there gets to be a point, and it's funny. I've God, there's so many people online and on Instagram, and people talking about you know being true to who you are and being in this energy, and that there is a lot of energy that's shared online mm-hmm. and like this exchange and where you can read people, and yeah. you start to really learn a lot about yourself as you're posting and as you're sharing. Yeah. It's funny. You're like, wait a minute, and then like the oversharing, or do you hold back? Right. <laughs> and like, and you kind of sit there and you're like, okay. Um, and I just had this whole sense of who you were, and I was like, oh my god. And Palm Beach Mommy Misfit to me just, I was like. <laughs> I just loved you. So I'm so glad that (laughs) I'm going to say that. um, Yeah, I think whatever cause like made you lean into that, that you Mm -hmm. that was the right move, lady. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I appreciate that. I appreciate it. So, yeah, no, I don't I don't have a concierge company, um, but yeah, might might think about how to 
in, an, in another venue offer these services. Yeah, I think, well, you know, one, I mean, there's so many people who really do need help. They need people they can trust um, and, you know, finding good help and people who actually can move in different circles and, right. like, you know, and, like who can fill those gaps and who can kind of fulfill the, that request that you have that you didn't even know mm. you needed done. You know, that's like, right. there is this magic and some people are just really good at that. Um, so I think, you know, if that's, you know, whatever comes your way, like, you know, and especially with your professional background, I think some really cool things could come together. <laughs> yeah, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I really am. Um, and so kind of going back to, so your professional world yeah. and in the nonprofit sector, I'm like, what did you do? Like when you, I, refer, I can't remember if you said yeah. you were fundraising for nonprofits or what oh you did. Oh my gosh. I've done it all. It feels like I, um, I was early on, I was an event planner. So I did that in Boston for a number of years uh, for a company out there, a publishing company, but they were a nonprofit and would travel all the time, was never home, um, but I loved it. And it was a perfect time to do it, early 20s, just kind of out there. And um, after a while, decided to do something different. But part of that was um, I moved, and I'll never do this again, but I moved for a guy. I moved to, <laughs> I moved to Washington, D.C. Like, um, oh, the shame. Don't. Yeah, don't, no, like, we dated for a while. Yeah. <laughs> we went to college together. And so I thought, okay, let's now or never, let's just see. And, and it worked out that, you know, we found out, no, we're better as friends. But I moved to D.C. And I ended up staying there for 10 years, even, I mean, I think we ended things a year into it and I stayed for nine more and worked in um, a few nonprofits out there and got into social services. So I worked with a group um, that had the Head Start program. I was a registrar. uh, So I helped parents um, get their children into different programs. And I loved that. And that kind of naturally segued into recruitment. And I was like, okay, how can I make a career out of that? And I just happened to do some research and found an agency in Washington, D.C. that was only serving nonprofits. And I took a chance and they hired me and I stayed there for about six years and then had my um, then I moved back to Florida and had my own business for a few years until I had my daughter. It was just me, sole recruiter, but I had a lot of clients in New York and DC and started getting some in Florida. And so I was able to just run my own um, thing for a while. And then when I had my daughter, I just thought it would be a good idea to have insurance. So right. Yeah. One of my, right. Yeah. One of my clients decided to hire me on full time. And so that's where I've been the last seven years until my layoff, um, which happened about a month ago now. So Gosh. that's been fun. Yeah. I think <laughs> I'm like watching you. I was, you know, I don't really put a theme on shows necessarily. Sometimes it just, yeah. you know, like they just kind of find you. And I was like, wow, I feel like I was like, I'm like, well, when I meet with Maylee, like tr- handling transitions with grace, I don't know. It's like, it's like, is that, that's what popped into my head. I was, yeah. like, and I was like, you know, because it seems like you've shared a bit of it online about transitioning oh, yeah. out of this role. And, um, I'm like, you've just handled it. It seemed like you allow yourself that space to kind of feel the feelings. I remember you mm-hmm. sharing that and I was like, yep, feel the feelings. Like when it stings or if something's sucky, mm-hmm. like it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some pieces of advice you have for women finding themselves kind of starting over? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I've been okay until recently. Like I posted yesterday. I was having a hard day just that hit me. I haven't been sleeping. Um, it, I'm like, okay, clock is ticking. My severance is, I'm lucky. I got severance. I negotiated severance. So I'm good for a little bit, but um, I can't rely on that forever. And I have many 
friends, many women who have, have been in this situation or currently are, and I've seen it obviously as a recruiter helping others find work. Um, and it's, it's crazy out there. So I always say you really, if you can, and this isn't, I know not everyone can do this. If you have the time, if this happens or any kind of transition happens, you need to take that time to really explore what you want to do, what, what your passions are. It's an idealistic view kind of, I guess, but, um, I feel like for myself, I'm always helping everybody else either through work or my family or my love, (laughs) my, but my parents, um, are needing some more help these days. And then, you know, my daughter and all of that is important, but I have no time for me and to really, think about what I want to do so this forced me to stop I have no choice I have to find out um what I want to do what I want to let go of um people are under the assumption because I have been a recruiter for so long I should have just found a job quickly and that'd be great it's not how it works unfortunately um but I've just really stopped even before I was laid off in May I was starting to sense things were happening and I was unhappy for a long time at my job and I wanted to quit and just never took the time to really look or take time for myself so I took the month of May off I had a lot of leave and I took a month and that's how that's when I created my page my Instagram page and just started thinking about what I wanted and kind of putting myself first, which I haven't done in a long time. So that's, it sounds, I know some people actually think that's selfish. Um, I don't understand that, but I think women find themselves in these caregiver roles and taking care of everyone around them, no matter what it is, and they lose themselves. And it's, it seems to take something, a tragedy or a layoff, something to, you know, get us to wake up and be like, wait, hold on. I I really need to stop and think about me for a minute because if, and it's cliche, but it's true. If you don't take care of yourself, you are no good to anybody else because I have found myself all summer snapping at everybody. I was yelling a lot. I was unhappy. I was just always in a bad place. It seems. So this has actually been a blessing for me. Scary, but a blessing um, because forcing me to do all of those things. Yeah, no, I think it's those, Anytime that something comes up in your life, it's definitely a moment to pause and kind of see what's going on. Um, And you have to take stock of your situation. And I think people, I'm like, okay, try not to make a desperate decision in the moment and put yourself Mm -hmm. in another situation that does not work for you. Right. You know, it's like, um, you know, so many times, and out of necessity, it's like, if you don't have a nest egg and you're like, well, I just got to do what I got to (laughs) do. Like, I'm like, I get it. But this is maybe exactly. the universe giving you a moment and like a really critical chance at giving yes. yourself like the opportunity to do something new and find and to have that space to find something that you love or find things that are really meant for you. Um, right. So and like, if I need to, I'll take something else, but at least I know now I'm getting more on the path of like knowing what I want. And yeah. Like, and then like, yeah. definitely don't like, don't take it as the next thing you like settle on just being the rest of your life. Right. I'm like, I'm like, no, you know, it's like, you know, right. take it as, um, you know, to, be like okay I have the opportunity to do something and to find out what I want and I think that's amazing yeah you're right giving yourself that time and that space is really important Um, I know and it does it sounds really cliche but it and people said it to me all the time and I was like oh whatever everybody has always said you don't take time for yourself you don't stop you're constantly going I'm like I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine until I wasn't fine and then I realized it was okay I felt guilty I felt guilty if I took time away from my daughter I felt guilty if I didn't jump every time a family member called 
because they needed something. Um, and I still will do that, but they know I have set boundaries. Boundaries are very important. Um, yeah. and I always thought that was selfish, but I'm finding more and more that there's a reason. <laughs> so, um, there's a reason for them. And again, it's not a mean thing. It's not, I'm cutting people off. I'm not saying no all the time, but it, I am taking more time for me. That's just something that I think is important for everybody, no matter what situation you're in. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I was talking to my dad today and I'm, uh, we were chatting. I was I'm like, okay, I went to this parent teacher conference for my son this morning. Mm-hmm. And like, um, and for the first time, my dad is actually close enough to where I feel like I could actually get his input. Like my, yeah. son, my he hasn't really been involved with my children that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so my dad's 76. My son's going to be 13. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dad, I feel like, you know, now would be a great moment for you to maybe convey some life experience or, you know, yeah. impart some words of wisdom and try to get it into this kid's head, please. <laughs> right, <laughs> and, right. And in that, my dad decided to, you know, impart whatever he thought he needed to with me. <laughs> like, right. Then, yeah. We were sitting there, he goes, look, everybody has limits. And he was telling me how, um, you know, even when you, you feel like you have the energy or the stamina to always say yes and to do things and to do it, mm-hmm. that there gets to be a point where everybody has a cap. And mm-hmm. he's like, you're going to pay for it in the end somewhere. You don't know where yet. And yeah. telling you to, like, slow down and to take the time and to, you know, to maybe, like, delegate or, you know, offload mm-hmm. a couple of things. Because, you know, I preach it all the time to women. And, like, burnout is real. It yeah. really happens. And if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else. And right. it's like, my dad's like, are you taking care of yourself? <laughs> it's true. I know. And then resentment builds up, too. You become resentful of everybody. And it's like, well these people I'm resenting are the people telling me to take a break so right you're like but you're like but in the same (laughs) to the same token I'm like you haven't called anybody else to help you like the only person you're called to help is me (laughs) right right exactly I know know. they're like you know love yourself take you should sleep but by the way I need you to come over tomorrow you're like wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) I had that exact conversation with my dad yesterday so true And, and I also I want my daughter to see while I'm in this she does not she doesn't know I'm out of work I didn't want her to stress out or worry yeah um she knows something's different because I'm a lot more available <laughs> yeah, you're like here I am I can pick but, you up uh, <laughs> yeah, I work from home so that part's not different but I'm always usually in my room and my mom is here with her okay. um so I'm trying to keep up appearances just running a lot of errands but um I want her to see that I'm also not acting out of fear but taking advantage of the situation to really you know do do something right and and figure out something better um i i fear is natural it will push us but it can also derail us so i'm trying to keep that in mind and i think what she's gotten from this is she tells me all the time she wants to be her own boss she does not want to work for anybody and yeah she will be her own person everything when on her sign for her first day of school it's in her photo i asked her what she wants to be when she grows up and she just wants to be me that's what she said i just want to be me and i'm like oh that's great that is great I'm like I'm like wow it's uh yeah actually it's you know I'm like wow how does your she seems so free to be herself and I that's exactly the next thing I remember writing this I was like did you always parent in a way that encourages that and what has shaped your parenting style oh yeah little ember um (laughs) been together nonstop since day one um and we are a family of very strong women um i'll say both sides i don't know everybody on her dad's side his mom is very strong but my mom my grandmother uh my aunt's cousins very strong women um who've kind of had to do a lot on our own so i think she has seen that and um 
I don't know how your kids are. I think, did you say you have six? I do. I that. Yeah. I was like, wow, yeah. you sound like you're 20. I mean, I was like, <laughs> that's amazing. I love that. My best friend has five. Oh, there you uh, go. Very cool. Yeah. I love that. And um, I wish I had a bigger family, but I started late. Um, but yeah, we've been together. She has seen my mom and I, we are allowed house. We, um, we battle, I call it, it's not really battling, but we speak loudly or we are constantly, um, going back and forth with different things, but not in a negative way. And so she kind of has grown up with that. So she sees my mother and I and our dynamic. And she has that with me where she knows, um, she will push me to my limit, but she feels so safe with me. She knows I'm that nothing bad is going to happen. Um, and I would never take that from her. The, the positive spin on that is she will tell me anything and everything. And I want to keep that. <laughs> so when she's older, she will still feel she can do that. So I hear a lot of people tell women, oh, you're so angry. You're so this. If we have a temper, we're a can I say bitch? I'm like, like um, on here. Oh, but, yeah. No, go for yeah. it. Yeah. That's so fine. they will, they will, you know, say these things because we're mad so we're automatically angry women and I don't want her to think that being angry or upset is something negative um there is kids are kids they can't be expected to be mini adults and you know react the same way we do I feel like I react horribly sometimes worse than she would um and I should be able to handle myself better but I let her know that feeling her anger is not a bad thing um but there's a way there's a healthy way to express it you know I don't condone punching me or kicking me or anything like that so she you know will punch a pillow or tell me she's really angry and I'll she'll scream it out I'll let her scream it out and she just take and does what she needs to do um but I'm trying to teach her how to express herself in a in a healthy way and not be scared and not hold it in um she knows you know about respecting others and she goes to an amazing school where they allow them to be themselves and they nurture that Oh, so, I love that. Yeah, I think um, I know there yeah. are some schools who do that really well, and that they like that really encourage children finding answers on their own and not like indoctrinating them and letting them really have a strong sense of self. Right. And I'm like, I love that. <laughs> right. That's great. And some people think it's just letting her, not at all, letting her just do what she wants. No, not at all. No. I'm much stricter than her dad. Um, I find, and so I, I feel like I'm like the mean parent. And he's the fun one. But uh, no, we we have a lot of fun. But she is. She's very open and honest with me. Um, and I love that. And my parents were the same with me. I feel, uh, they had me very young and I had her much older. So, um, I don't know if, I don't know. They were very calm and understanding. And I was a very quiet child. She is not. (laughs) My mom says it all the time. We are not the same, um, in that respect. So that was a learning curve for me, but I love it. I love her energy. And, um, yeah, it's not perfect. It's not always easy, but I would rather her be herself than feel like she has to fit into some kind of mold and not be able to express herself to me. Yeah, you know, it kind of reminds me of my daughter, Lily. I was looking at a different schooling program from, for her this year mm-hmm. outside of the traditional K-12 through public school program. Because yeah. I was like, you know, she just is a different person. And, you know, I didn't want I just don't want people to quell that in her and to like squash that, mm-hmm. you know, her curiosity and this really yeah. creative spark that she has. She's such a creative, imaginative, really playful yes. kid. I'm like, you know, um, 
And I feel like I was very quiet and really reserved. And I always felt like I had to be very careful. My dad was a lot older than my mm-hmm. mom. And I think there were some cultural things, too. My dad's from Poland. And okay. it's, I don't know, I guess, you know, you just, like, kids are supposed to be, <laughs> what, seen, not heard. Seen, not heard, Right, yeah. like, we were allowed to play to an extent. But it was very controlled, I'd say, growing up. And mm-hmm. um, for me, I remember reading recently, even they said, you know, kids who don't feel safe to express themselves don't know how to ask for what they need. as adults you know and to me it's really important that my kids feel safe enough to just express themselves to express their opinions that they are allowed to have you know my son said to me the other day and he's like I'm a person he goes I am a human being like I'm a person Mm -hmm. I'm allowed to talk because I was telling him I said I was trying to be really authoritative and I was like really fed up with something and he goes he wasn't being disrespectful he was just standing his ground that he was allowed to have this conversation with me and that it should be a conversation and I was like whoa Check you out, buddy. Yeah, and she does that with me too. And she just turned six, and it's funny that and I catch that. And I love how you did. Like you explained it to me first, like I was doing to you. Like you're not being disrespectful because we feel like we have to explain ourselves that way because it's not the norm, I guess, still for people to let their kids kind of, you know, be people and um, express themselves. So I do. I find myself constantly not apologizing, but explaining, like, oh, well, yeah, this is I, how we do it, and this right. is the way we are. Yeah, and it's like it's you know he definitely knows his place and that there's a path yeah. like and he knows like how to approach adults but it was right. interesting and I was and oh. I had to kind of sit there and wrestle with it like um and kind of look at myself and I was yeah. like okay let me not try to like overexert myself in this situation and really hear him and just let him like I was like okay like I'm entertaining this conversation and we were having a conversation I was like mm. okay like I just it's interesting watching them get older yeah <laughs> and, um, I love that though but the fact that she has some of these tools now and that you've encouraged this it's going to be really interesting I'm like I'm going to circle <laughs> back with you when she's 13 oh my god <laughs> I'm so scared I really am I'm so scared <laughs> oh you've, you've got this you've got this yeah, no, her dad, I mean I don't know how this I, I you um I don't know how different it is with all of your kids I watch my friends children and they're all so different it's amazing I love it um so I only have the one to go by I'm going by her father's and how he was growing up and then myself complete opposites night and day you couldn't get more opposite with the two of us so it could go either way but (laughs) yeah you're like well we'll find out how long were you both together for before oh yeah no that was quick it was quick um (laughs) I had gotten out of a relationship and it, it just really, it was funny. A friend of mine here said, Oh, I have a coworker who works remotely from California and you know, what could happen? It's just going to be fast. You guys could meet up when he's in town, hang out. So I was, I was not in a good place and just wanted to meet someone decent, but nothing serious. And then, yeah. So we went out a few times when he was in town and then we were, we started dating and then four months later, <laughs> surprise. You're like, guess what? <laughs> and it was a very, it was an amazing surprise, but it was a true surprise because I had been told that I probably could not have children. So I had kind of resigned myself to that. Oh, wow. Um, and I had worked with my yoga teacher over 10 years um, on getting more healthy and holistic living and everything. And I credit her with this because... I had, I mean, up until like eight months before I had been seeing a doctor who had said, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. And she's here. And I oh, believe wow. she's, meant to be, she's meant to be here. Oh, um, totally. oh, absolutely. That's amazing. Yeah, like how yeah, wild is that? It is. So we weren't <laughs> together very long, but we did stay together. Um, and unfortunately things just didn't work out. So 
when I had, we separated right after she was literally right after she was born. Oh, wow. Um, or actually right before she was born. And, um, so I was on my own with her for a while. Then we tried again, didn't work out. And then if you have been following my Instagram, now we are living together. Oh my gosh. No, no, I didn't know that. I'm yeah, like, I guess we're I'm not s- together. Oh, we're not together. But we're co- cohabitating co- but it's happening. co-parenting. Well, you said you were like, we co you know, that we've got this co-parenting thing kind of, you know, like oh. you're like, I could talk about a range of things. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, co-parenting, like how does it, it look like for you? I'm like, wow. Yeah. But that's, you know, some people like some people life is life right that's why I'm like I don't judge anybody or like I always leave room to be surprised or just to be like very open because (laughs) it's you know like I'm like you cannot predict the twists and turns that come up and the things that you're kind of faced and navigate and you're like how does what does it look like in your world and then you hear about somebody else's and you're like holy like right (laughs) right and I'm not the only one I mean I'm so many more people and that's why I was starting my podcast about was my journey because I I said I want to see how many others are out there and there's a lot (laughs) well my parents were like war of the roses it was not so like it's like okay so they when they were getting divorced right they had zones like my mom had the downstairs of the house my dad had the upstairs Mm. and I kind of had this like master bedroom wing and it was totally carved out like they weren't a lot like they didn't cross paths wow it was like my dad tying rope around the banister from the door because I guess the <laughs> lock was broken so you tied around the banister to the door knob so she yeah. couldn't get in the room like very toxic yeah <laughs> wow but they were trying to sell the house and it's like you know and they're like well you can't you can't abandon the house otherwise you have no stake in it right so my mom was right. like <laughs> so that that's was, hard so that was fun so I'm like so yours is not I'm assuming it's not that cuckoo it was horrible <laughs> four years I mean it was toxic it was horrible there's a lot going on there um he had issues to work out I told him I was doing this and I was like I won't air your dirty laundry but right, you're like I'm not fine. really cool you're like we won't totally go there but like you know like but no but there we'll was uh, yeah there's depression there was some alcoholism on his side he's all past that things are good now but it took four and a half years mm-hmm. um and a lot of tears a lot of angry moments I mean a lot of bad things happened and we that's why people who haven't seen us in that length of time and only remember how bad it was or just finding out that this is the situation we're in now we're scared they were genuinely nervous and scared and like what are you doing and they haven't seen him um and they don't know how the last two and a half years have been really really good i was not on board with this i mean he broached it a year ago and it took me a full year to think about it and really decide and um part of it's financial it like works for both of us right now yeah um, oh, i totally see, get that I get yeah it. I, I involved ember i i asked her her opinion she was not for it at first and she she wants to see us both but she's been with me so she was worried about losing that time with me and the way I handled it is we're keeping, it took us forever even to get to a schedule that worked for us, which was great. Um, going back to having alone time, I really cherish my two nights alone. <laughs> um, again, I love her, but I need, that time is really important to me. And like tonight, I don't have her because he's actually house sitting somewhere. So she's with him tonight. Um, we had Tuesdays and like every other weekend. It worked for us. So we kept that while we're together under the same roof. Um, doesn't work as well, but she knows whose weekend it is. So if I do have something to do or want to go see a friend, she's not hurt by it because it's daddy's weekend still. Oh, that's cool. I kind of I'm like, can, can married couples do this? Well, no, like, and like, exactly. like, I, my, I have married friends who do that. Like, they started implementing these things. They're like, cause we need a night, we need time. And they've implemented whatever works for their family because I thought about it. I'm like, 
this really isn't that bad, not being with somebody and having this extra time. And how do married people do this every day and not get a break? Um, and again, well, my yeah. husband and I kind of have like a way, like I know he, so he'll travel or do things and these yeah. things will pop up and people are like, how do you deal with him being out of town that like mm-hmm. that? And I'm like, I'm like, it's his mental health break. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. you don't, I'm like, especially with six kids in the house. I'm like, <gasps> I'm like look, you guys couldn't do it. Like you could not cut it. You couldn't hack it for a day. So I'm like, if he needs to go for a weekend, I'm like, I'm good with it. He comes right. back. Like, I'm, I'm like he comes back. Right, exactly. That is a big step. Right so it's okay, right? I'm like, so everybody has to do what works for them. And only I always right. say only the two people in that dynamic know the deal. Like only you know if it's working or not. Yeah. Um, kind of like leave all of that noise outside of it. And that's all it is. You know, like if you know it works for you and it works for your kids, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. And nothing's perfect. I mean, resentments popped up again. I mean, he moved in. She is very different with him than she is with me. Like I said, she pushes me a lot more and he sees that. He's like, wow, she is a completely different child when you come home. <laughs> so um, he and I was like this with my father. My father <coughs> never touched me, never did anything. He would lower his voice. and That's all I had to hear. And I stopped what I was doing. If he was like, stop, uh, my mom, I pushed more. And that's what she does with him. But I started resenting it the first couple of weeks because he would walk in the room if she was like being mouthy or whatever. And he would just look at her and she would stop. And I'm like, well, that's not fair. Like, yeah, no, it's <laughs> so, so not fair. Like- um, he, you know, we had to really talk about it because in his opinion, he was like, I think you let her walk all over you. And I said, well, you haven't seen the entire build up to what's happening um you're walking in on a moment and so we had to we still we have to talk about a lot um but again a few years ago he wouldn't have listened to anything i had to say i didn't want to talk to him so this is night and day um from from where we were and not everybody has that either i can go and tell people the horror stories and i can identify with that and then now hopefully this will be norm here on out well I Um, hope so I think it's important you know I think it's really important for people to hear the success stories or people making it work or to hear that you can get on the other side like there is it's important to validate people when they're in it like when you're in it and you just need to trash talk and you just need to get in it and like and just air it out like that has its benefits too and Mm -hmm. you just sometimes you really need to do that (laughs) yeah Um, but like but I think it's just as you know it's equally important to share that like hey people make it work and that you know out of all of that muck and all the crap and when you think you're never we're gonna see a day where it's like you'll right. be able to just talk to someone or be in the same room like you can do it <laughs> yeah you know people um and my parents oh my gosh like it's amazing to see that they uh, people are like shocked that they talk and that they actually wound up being best friends as they've gotten older that's awesome because there was a day like they never thought that that would happen and people are like how did you make it happen my mom's like i did the work like she was like I really did the work because I pictured myself in the future with grandkids Mm. or wanting to be at a wedding or just wanting to have these moments and so she she put out the olive olive branch you know at times when it was like not even warranted or really necessary and she just but somehow she believed that you know one day it would be worth it and she was right (laughs) it's true my parents are the same they did not have a happy divorce and my father remarried quickly and my mom was with someone until he passed a few years ago but we spent, and I used to think it was odd, and now it's really nice, and they did it for me. We spent every Christmas, every holiday kind of together, like both sides of the family, and my mom would 
bitch about it uh, the day yeah of course like, yeah right Eve, like yeah. i can't believe i'm going to your father's house but i'm like yeah, like oh um, yeah but then we all had fun we all had fun the grandparents everybody together and it was nice and i have those memories and um so i want that for ember and i told him he would love for this to be a forever situation and like we live together till she's 18 i i'm <laughs> not sure that's where i'm going is with this it. icebreaker do you need to like put it do you need to like release a message right now be like, <laughs> yeah. you're like you're like by the way the, yeah, no, no, like, he, he knows, he knows, and it's like, who knows, I mean, if it goes well, and we meet other people who are like, that's cool, that's my whole thing, like, what if we, he dates, he's dated, I have lived through him dating, I have not dated, Um, I, I just haven't had time, Yeah, and I've gotten now so used to being by myself, I'm like, I don't want to deal, like, I've gone for coffee or something, but nothing where, like, he's been in relationships since, yeah. um, and I, I just, always people are like, look at me, they're like, are you okay, I'm like, no, no, I'm totally happy, like, I say this no. totally happy, and like, feeling pretty content in my relationship but I always laugh I'm like look I'm like if this didn't work and I don't know why I'm like if this didn't work I would never do it this again like I just (laughs) I I don't think I have the capacity in me to like try to do that whole thing again to like find the energy to date and like like I'm like I'm like I really believe this is my life for the rest of my life but it's just I'm like no like to be the the master of your world and to like if you want to walk around a certain way or not cook or not do it you're like you call the shots right now I totally get it yeah that was another hard thing like moving in together I was like oh I'm losing that in a way like I don't answer to anybody I don't I can do what I want in my house I have to adjust right now and it again it's working um we were supposed to be in a house September 1st but again when I got laid off that all changed so we had to extend my lease here so we are in a two-bedroom and we are just like I gave him my room and I'm sleeping on the couch because I just prefer it and then he feels really guilty about that. And I said, no, when he's not here, I'll sleep in there. Yeah. Um, so you're, like, really winging it. Like, I'm like really no pun intended. It. You're, like, really winging it. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And just, like, kind of, roll, like, rolling with the punches. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's, like, that. this is exactly why I love these conversations. It's, like, the, this, you know, I've... I I don't really divulge a lot. That's the thing. Like when I kind of sit mm. in the seat, I've just I'm like, yeah, okay, this is kind of safe, and I ask questions, and I'm like, mm-hmm. but man, I've been like, I've been through it. <laughs> like, yeah. and, like I, I'm like, I've you know, I've been my um, and and I don't think I've actually never talked about this before. But so my ex husband passed away in 2020. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. And I mean, it is what it is. You know, it's like it just was. Um, it was just this moment in time, and mm-hmm. his life just kind of it just. It, yeah. we always wished other things for him and that's not what happened mm-hmm. and um and like so you know moving back in with my parents and you know running back and forth or like being yeah. separated multiple times because it was just somebody that couldn't really get their life together mm-hmm. and, and, like, and, and like and working so I've done this like single I've done the single mom thing I've done yeah. the very partnered thing I've done this totally broke I've done it with a lot of money like, right right and, and like you know it's I'm like this is so this show I thought eventually will be like a survival game guide and you can kind of pick up wherever you want in it and, and exactly i'm like you're having a bad day like i promise it'll be okay mm-hmm. it's so true it's so true but <sighs> yeah no same with her dad and he knows all this like I, I i didn't know the first few years would he be around like we i was constantly speaking with him with his mom too like just you know what do we do making a plan for god forbid the day we get the call that he's not okay or something happened and like what would we do and how would we tell her like that was my plan the first few years um and so that hits him hard now because he knows all that and he he's really hurt by that and feels badly um but again he's put in the work we've all put in the work and it can change and i know that's not the story for everybody um no i think you know it's um 
I guess this is my well an interesting thing to talk about here is to say in that like chasing and trying to make like when you are mm-hmm. hoping that somebody will put their life together and you have so much on the line when you're bringing in a life mm-hmm. into the world with somebody mm-hmm. that's maybe not okay mm-hmm. and you're like um you lose a lot of yourself in that whole process because you're like chasing something you're like you're like okay this person I really want them to be okay and it's people have to make a very clear choice for themselves and you have to, and I, I remember having to let go and I say this to a lot of people I'm like you just you know the way to move forward and to like kind of detach from a situation like mm-hmm. that is to say you the worst possible thing that you're afraid of may happen mm-hmm. and that you will be okay right <laughs> like you'll be okay in spite of that so like once you face that fear that the worst possible thing and I kind of I'm like okay play it out yeah and like and take that big breath and like and and your stomach kind of sinks in and you yeah. know that icky feeling and maybe you feel sick to your stomach but I'm like sit with that and that feeling that you feel and and that thing you're afraid of and say okay what if that happened and know that you will be okay right and that your kids ultimately if you're okay they're okay yeah right (laughs) and I had to learn that and it was um but that was a huge leap of faith Mm. and then my life only got better from there you know letting go yeah Um, and you know and and I'll say to other people like my kids are really okay (laughs) and that they're thriving what is the age range with your children Oh gosh! So the the baby is one and a half, and the oh oldest gosh. is almost thirteen. Wow! Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Love that. Yeah, and it's like, but you know, and I, so I don't mean to sound like rambly or preachy no. about it, but it's like this really. But it's uh, yeah, it was like that was it was a big moment, and then so when people call me kind of in crisis, I'm like, look, mm-hmm. like I'm like, you've got this. I'm like, believe me, like it, you don't think so, but. <laughs> right <laughs> and like stop spinning out and like kind of holding on to things that you know don't work right. um you know and I think everybody kind of gets faced with stuff like that sometimes and you're like yeah. you know yeah. when you're trying to force something that you know just isn't working and you can't do the work for other people that just don't want to do it right exactly <laughs> exactly it's kind of where we got and um when we stopped pushing it could have gone either way but um luckily it went a good way so we are um, Oh, I love that. And I think, you know, for people that are in the thick of a separation, you know, what are, um, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, how do you help maintain some level of consistency for your yeah. kids? You know, like how, like, so how did you kind of, you know, <laughs> regroup <laughs> and yeah. make this a world that you feel like feels good for your daughter? We, uh, well, her grandparents, and again, not everyone has that either. And he didn't grow up with grandparents. So this was new for him because he hates Florida and would love to leave. And I, I love my support system, <laughs> so I don't want to leave them. Her, um, his mother and my mother um, are very involved. My father and my stepmother are too, but they've got a lot going on, so they don't get to see as much. Um, we're hoping that we'll, we'll be able to change that soon. But we um, set a schedule from day one, even when things were not good. We had a schedule. Um, there are things I would probably go back and change, but she did go on certain days. Um, and I guess speaking to someone who may not be in a good place, there were a lot of cancellations early on in the first few years that she, as she got older, would, you know, be very upset and not understand what she did. Did she do something wrong? And so I was wanting to keep that consistency. And so I would keep making these plans. And my mistake was telling her when she was planning, when she was supposed to see him. So then it was even worse if it didn't happen. So I would recommend that if you are in a situation that's not stable, not to let the children know what the schedule is, if possible, until like maybe that day and you know they're going. And that's even that's hard, too. But it's better than the alternative of breaking their heart, Um, which happens a lot. And so that was like learning. Um, But as things 
got better. So her grandmother, his mother always has had her one day a week. Um, she sleeps over and always had her one day a week so she could look forward to that. And then my mom is here every day because I worked from home. And so my mom has always been here from day one. Um, so she has those two consistencies. And then her father, prior to moving in, we had our set schedule the last two and a half years. That was like clockwork. And I mean, things, people are always um, in awe of us, I guess now, because we are really flexible with each other when we weren't living together. If he had something come up or I had something come up, it was like, Hey, can we switch? Or, Hey, can we just swap days or do this day? And it was like, not a big deal. Um, <clears throat> even now, like I said, we have our, our weekends. And so my birthday was two weeks ago. That was technically his weekend. I wanted to go to Disney for the day and bring her and I invited him along. I know he hates Disney. That's not his ideal day. But <laughs> he said, no, it'd be great because it was going to be his first time with her at Disney. So yeah. it was nice. Um, and then, so this past weekend, because I took one of his days, um, I gave him a day while he was away house sitting. And so he had her for a day. Um, so we are really good about that because I have friends who are struggling with that. It's very strict. So I would say on the opposite end, if you are, even if you don't get along with your partner and, and it's hard and I know it's so hard for so many um, and I've been there, but it's only going to hurt the kid if you are like trying to be really strict with that schedule and not be flexible. I've had friends whose kids have had to miss a birthday party because the other parent was like, no, it's my weekend. Sorry, too bad. And they didn't want to take them. Yeah. No, I've seen that too. It's like, it gets, it is really tough. And I'm like, well, you know, when you cut your nose to spite your right. face, like just to prove a point or just to like, you know, stick it to somebody. And I feel like also when people are going through really contentious divorces and dealing with like assets or like the more money they feel like they threw on the line, the more they feel like they have to meet. Yes. Like, hold, like they're like, I got to hold the line because this cost me so much to to get this worked right. out and like f you and so right it's like it gets brutal it's, and you're like uh, they're like nope yeah. like you know now that it's now that we're in it we're really in it and and so they get really passive aggressive or downright aggressive with it and the schedules are like it seems like that's where you know they they do battle that um, is it it is it's so <laughs> hard i mean and we just kind of naturally got there there was no magic formula a lot of it had to do with you know how he ended up being and then I had to let go I'm very controlling I'm a Virgo I am very controlling <laughs> um and I can admit that now but I like to have things a certain way I do things a certain way and um and he is not like that and so we just again had to work through that but on as far as the scheduling our priority for both of us we've said from day one no matter who's in what mood or what's going on is Ember um and the grandparents have been just very uh, helpful with that. She knows who she can count on in her life. She knows who will be there, who has been there. And we've made sure she knows that. So um, even with changes with starting school, um, she was worried that would change. And no, her grandmother picks her up on Tuesdays from school and she goes and stays there. Uh, uh, she I, that's, you know, it's, it's important. And it was for that was, you know, my mom, like while she drives me insane, my parent, she really came in clutch, you know, when I was yeah. going through things, it was like, she, I'm like, God, you know, she drives me crazy, but, but she is the most present person, you know, like in that way. And I, I could call her right now and be like, mom, I need you for two weeks. And she'd be like, okay, like she wouldn't be happy about it, but she would do it. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, and I really feel for people who don't have a support system like that, you know, cause I feel like 
my life I'm like god I'm, I know I'm gonna eat my words like it wouldn't have worked without my mom it's, true. it's so true no the same and I yeah I'm like, I'm like oh she hears this I'm like I'm like yes I'm like I owe her a kidney like the woman yeah. like, it just wouldn't have worked like 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 it really would I, I don't know who else would have just done it like pro bono well, <laughs> like, that's my too, my mom now homeschools her so we kept her in order to keep her I wanted to keep her in this amazing school she's at and it goes up through age six and it's half day and it's outdoors it's a nature school in Delray. I love it. And um, we were like, well, what do we do? And he got on board with it. He was like, what is this? And her dad's all cool with it. So my mom homeschooled her last year for kindergarten. That was our trial run because I figured can't really screw up kindergarten too much. So she did great. She got tested at the end of the year. Fine. Moved on to first grade. And so now my mom is doing this year, which will probably be the final year. Um, and then we'll move her somewhere else next year and figure that out. So my mom still has to come here. My daughter will be devastated. Um, but yeah, all of the work she has put in over the last six years, I'm like, I owe you so much money. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, I know. I'm like, God, I'm like, you know, boy, if I make it big, she's going to replay this episode and tell me like, Hey, listen, kid, like it's time, it's time to pay up. <laughs> <laughs> and I would lo- like I always in my mind I'm like I wow if there's a way I could make it up to my mom like I really me too I really would because um yeah you know it's like my, there's just not another human being on earth like my mom has kept them overnight like right. or if they're sick or like I think right. I was I, like on trips like nobody else can really like I know uh-huh. nobody else could handle it that way and like actually just kind of be me and mm-hmm. um you know, and make the right decisions and, you know, in the moment. And, uh, yeah, it's like some days she was really burnt out with it. Cause I would be working like overtime and running around and I was trying to do, like, I was getting my foot in the door with being a project manager for yeah. a construction company in the Hamptons. And it was like nuts. Wow. Like, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, by the way, mom, I'm just, like, I'm, I can't, I'm not going to be back till whenever, <laughs> Wow. you know, and she just, um, she was like their surrogate Aww. mom. <laughs> it's so true, though. Like I told my mom, I have my friend um, keeps high. She's a florist in West Palm Beach, and so she does a lot of events. And she's hired me on as her like day of person. Um, so I've been doing various events with her, contracting. And so we have an event Thursday, and I told my mom, I think on Monday, I'm like, oh, by the way, I need you Thursday. You're gonna be here late, okay? And she was like, yeah, right. oh, okay, I- okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. I know. You know. I have to- to say instacart makes it easier like it's true. Now that-, <laughs> that is true. like i'm actually doing that having- today I don't know, like I remember having to leave or, like they're like the only demands are like snacks or like you know like listen your kid needs like if I'm gonna yes. do this like don't make like they better have all the whatever I need exactly better be on deck and I'm like you got it <laughs> that's, so, that's so true and I do I feel so bad because I, I also again know people and have friends who didn't have that who don't yeah. have for whatever reason their parents weren't in their lives or they have passed or what don't live nearby um and like i said he doesn't understand her dad doesn't understand that he loves the grandparents but he would love to just leave tomorrow get out of florida and he doesn't understand why i'm so connected he does and he doesn't he sees how helpful they are but he just because and he'll tell you that he didn't have that so it's not as um not not important but he can't relate 
I think yeah I think sometimes people think it can be easily duplicated you know yeah. they're like, they're like I think maybe door. maybe guys are a little detached from like the logistics of that whole process mm-hmm. of like building the village right and like connecting yeah. the dots and creating that network and when you finally have something working you're like you don't understand um no and and I would have that if I moved if I moved to DC I would I have a lot of good friends there and I oh, had a village good. there yeah I, I would and that's why I would hope other people could find that with friends or but I know that's not easy either. No, I think it's definitely like putting yourself out there, you know, and I think um, that's why I was like, how did you take the steps to create a village, especially like you were a single mom right from the get go? Yeah, it, and was, it's like... it was the grandparents. It was the grandparents. friends. I can't say that I had friends who those first couple of years um, who stepped in because there were different things going on at that time, too. My mom was taking care of my stepdad who ended up passing like two years later. And then my dad was taking care of my stepmom all different things going on they were there with me all the time with ember but um her very first thanksgiving like she was four months old i got very sick and i couldn't take care of her and so my best friend who lived around the corner from me took her and she had a two-year-old and then she got very sick and then we passed her off to another friend who took her for a few days and they got very sick and we realized ember was not getting sick but she was the carrier so (laughs) i got everyone sick that holiday season but none of them complained none of them got mad about it they were just so loving and they just stepped up and were like hey we've got your back and i wouldn't ask they just knew i was sick and struggling i think i got so sick one night i had to call because i got scared and um I was like, oh, yeah, I can't be here alone with her. So, I mean, you have to be willing to reach out. Um, Yeah, I tell people that, too. I'm like, look, like, it's, it doesn't, like, you have, it's hard sometimes to take that first step and to put it out there. But I'm like, if you don't put it out there and you just say you're fine, like, um, and somebody used to tell me that. They're like, look, if you constantly reject help and, like, close your hand to help that comes your way kind of organically, you're sending out signals that you're okay on your own. And, like, you'll start to get less and less of it and people will stop asking. Um, And so she was like, just just try this. And it was, like, very simple little words. Like, instead of just being like, oh, I'm okay, just be accepting and say, oh, yes, thank you. That would be great. And it was like, it got very, and it got easier. And then now, and it kind of, I built on that into being very specific about what would be helpful to me. And it took a long time. It didn't happen with like my first kid or the second kid. It was just like, it was a real process for me. Um, but it sounds like you have all these people in your life or like that you have friends. And I think it's important, you know, people feel really isolated or alone. Like you have to be the person that you need for other people like be the person that you want for other like whoever you want to show up for you be that person for other people and watch it come back to you you do because I didn't have that when I was pregnant I isolated myself through my whole pregnancy and no one knew how bad things were going um with us and even my family they didn't come to my house I wouldn't let them they never saw the house we lived in the new house um nobody and I think once or twice I ended up sleeping at my dad's because I was having a bad night and he traveled a lot and things were just bad. Um, yeah. I stopped calling my friends. I stopped calling everybody and they were calling my parents. My mom's like, I don't even know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> and so it was, it was that situation. I regret, I regret that a lot. Not yeah. during the most important time of my life. I shut everybody out because I was embarrassed. I didn't know how to ask for help. I didn't know what to do. I was like, I am too old to be in this situation. And I was, um and that's just I mean now I look back I'm like that was ridiculous so I think going through that while I was pregnant kind of helped me after I had her be like nope I need help yeah but it's you know so many people I think um you know we project so much of what people are going to think of our situation and you're like when they're really not like 
they really aren't that they're consumed not. by it they're not. You know, or they're like not even they're not offended by it or like they don't even have this much attached to it and you build this whole narrative and it really yeah. prevents you from reaching out and just being like hey, here's my bag and I need this like it's okay like it's okay right. I don't think you don't have to show your bag to everybody but don't be afraid to show it to the select few like you know who right. might I, I think you have a good sense of who's a safe person and who isn't and um you know, it's like it doesn't have to be the random person that you just met somewhere like two right. weeks ago. And like, but you know, some of those people have been angels, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I had so many people who I was just like acquaintances who were helping help me move, help me box up my things. My yep. friend from high school who I hadn't seen in years got her. She has six kids, actually six or seven, and she brought them all over, and they <laughs> packed up my stuff and helped me move. And it was just time. I'm like, wow, and you. Just just never know where help's going to come so I try to do that now like I have a fr- I have a friend who is pregnant with her second and her husband travels a lot he's gone for a month and she's having a hard time and she I told her yesterday I said if you need help just call me I know you won't but I am not just saying this to say it you, you can call me yeah um so I try to let people know like I would love to reciprocate and help um, yeah no that's 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 definitely where I'm at too I'm like look like living a life of service I think it's important for my yeah. kids to see us active and helping or just yes. being present and like and what community looks like and having friends and being there for people you know I'm like this we weren't meant to do life alone no. um we just really weren't <laughs> and, no. and uh you know it's like it looks a little different these days you know especially post-covid and like yeah. people kind of feeling like we got used to being isolated and kind of you know, being weird hermits, but mm-hmm. I'm like, um, but human connection is like really important. <laughs> definitely. Nope. Definitely. Uh, um, and you know, that's where I felt like, I guess part of me just felt like I would have this friendship connection with you. I just, yeah. just like, I was like, I need people. And <laughs> I was like, they're, I don't know. I'm, I, um, you know, my life, like between working and managing my house and like all, and these crazy people I live with, you know, it can be isolating sometimes. Yeah. And that's why um, I was, you know, I just knew that you were somebody that I just felt like you were like really warm and really authentic oh, and just such you. a, and yeah, I'm like, yeah, you are. You're just like a very cool person. <laughs> and, I don't hear that often. <laughs> oh, I believe it. Uh, well, I'm saying it. I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, I'm five stars. Maybe oh. a very cool person. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it looks like that. You know, that you focus on finding joy yeah. and these reprieves, and that you really take the time out for yourself. And even in all the chaos that you've been mm-hmm. like making little adventures out of little things every day, like you ritualize <laughs> your life lately. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Um. And have you always been good at that? No. No. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, that's where people are still telling me I'm still not good at it. Apparently um that I they still don't think I'm doing enough for me like I I but I don't see for me like example I love to clean cleaning my like when Ember's not here like today I will clean I will organize I will go through everything that is relaxing for me I hate cooking but I will clean all day and I will have people say well that's not taking care of yourself that is not doing something for yourself I'm like for me a spa day is not taking care of myself that's not me I mean I like it I wouldn't turn it down but I that's not what I'm going to run to do I this is something I enjoy so um, and just that alone time, I, if she's not here, I will binge watch housewives and eat snacks. That's all I need. Um, and I've, I'm starting to learn that. I mean, in my, in my twenties, early thirties, all of that, I didn't, 
take, I didn't take any time. It was just kind of like a career thing, like go, 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 go and see what I could accomplish. And I had fun. I did things with my friends, but it was just, it's a different time. Um, and then after having Ember, my whole focus was on her. And because my relationship with her father was not good at that time, I did not focus on myself at all. I let myself go completely. And then COVID, you know, that just sealed it. I was just. Yeah, we're like, this not, is, we're done now. We're yeah. done. <laughs> I ate all the snacks. I gained all the weight. And I was like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> um, so I think after all of that, um, and when we came out the other side, um, I have now in the past, I'd just say like a year and a half, really started focusing on me. Because again, I think a lot of moms have that, the mom guilt. Um, oh my gosh, I'm thinking of myself. Well, my poor child, she's fine. I promise everyone out there, she is fine. There's no, oh, yeah. there's nothing she's, she's lacking. She, I mean, she will want me, she wants my attention 24 seven and I get that, but I've even explained to her, like, I just need five minutes and I'll tell her that sometimes like I just need five minutes just to um calm down or be okay or be like just be away because there's so much going on and we are in small quarters all yeah. I sometimes I felt bad because my kids I'd be like I just need a little time or like I just need a minute and that's it and so my kids so they'd start to approach me and my one daughter goes um <laughs> so I'm just checking in like Aww. I know you might need a minute uh <laughs> she goes that. um you know, like, we could kind of deal with this later, or, like, you know, she kind of, she engages <laughs> me, and sometimes I feel bad, I'm like, am I that, like, am I that wound, like, tightly wound that she needs to, like, read the room before she talks to me, like, am I that snappy, um, you know, like, we're, like, mm-hmm. like, what am yeah. I doing that she feels like she's got, like, that she needs to kind of, I don't know, set me up, and she just kind oh, of approaches well, me very yeah. softly, like, <laughs> that's awesome, though, that she can do that, I mean, but, yeah it's like well you know I told them, I'm like I don't like being assaulted like and I don't right. like being waking like I don't want to be woken up that way I right. can't really like um so many things require my attention and I just feel like you know it's like this constant you know I'm like I'm get I can get battered by like 400 questions in 30 yeah, seconds uh, and I'm like I just need you guys to kind of pace it and like you know. <laughs> Right. Like, I mean, I like, can't imagine. I can't imagine. I'm like one or two. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine. And I'm like, don't. I'm like, it's like if you were to just like send 50 tickets at a chef in the kitchen. I'm like, I'm like, no, no, no. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, watch yeah. the gas get blow. So I'm like, wait, like, we just like, mom needs to kind of like, you got to work with me here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so actually, I'd say they do a good job, though. I'm like, all That's right, great. they've got. They have some negotiation skills. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I know, I mean, a, a lot of moms, you know, they, they do, they don't want to, they want to take the time, but they feel guilty about taking the time. And so I've really tried again, more recent times and being pushed by friends and family to either be alone, take that alone time when I can get it or get out of the house, have dinner with a friend. I don't, I still, since COVID, I have best friends I haven't seen since COVID who don't live that far because like you said we've all just gotten into this weird like we're, we don't see each other it's just we got yeah it got easy like <laughs> we got really strange we're like well everything comes to the house <clears throat> right um, I can order anything I want here and you know I live in South Florida like if I want it it could be here in less than like two right. hours it doesn't mean and uh it's crazy. You know, and, and like my husband's like yeah and everything you possibly want to watch is like on demand it's yes. like this like you're like it's in theaters buy it for 20 bucks you're like we don't have to go anywhere and it's kind of creepy but it's very creepy <laughs> so I do make that effort now to like 
like I did last weekend. I went and had lunch with a friend and she lives in Port St. Lucie now. So we met halfway. We drove 45 minutes and met at a restaurant on the water. We were like, yes, let's, she wanted to take me for my birthday. I'm like, let's uh, go. Yeah. And then another friend who I grew up with, I've known since I was five. She's my best friend. She's like a sister. Um, she hosted my daughter's birthday this year because the place we were going to have it didn't work out. And then when I got laid off, I think right before her birthday, um, I panicked and she's like, have it here. And Aww. so little things like that. Like I, but, um, another friend, I will go and take a walk maybe once a week if I can do that. And I just, I had to commit to it because it's so easy to say I'm tired or I just don't feel like it, or I could be doing something else, but you have to push yourself. Um, and, and a lot of times I go alone or I'll go stay on the beach. Like just, you have to find something and you have to push yourself and it will become easier. My daily ritual, which is not healthy. Um, and I've been doing this since she was a baby and I would just stick her in the car for 10 minutes and I would go, <laughs> just go to Starbucks and I know the guy at the drive-thru and I don't care. That was my like socialization for a while. Oh yeah. I remember like I was being, I was in a really toxic place with my mom at one point. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I was newly postpartum with my, uh, daughter mm. and I just was like, we just weren't on speaking terms mm -hmm. and I'm like, all right. I, and I didn't want any visitors and it's really more because of what I was going through yeah. in my relationship at the time, but I was feeling very private and my mom would like she would just drop off so she would drop off frappuccinos on my doorstep and drive away and, like, or she would like leave me care packages and she would like sit there and honk in the driveway and she would like knock on every door and then eventually she would just like leave these little treats and oh my goodness. I can't and then eventually I was like is she coming today and I would kind of look because I really like I was like I need my treat and and it made me feel I was like having people can be consistent yeah when you're just going through something is really important it is um and when you don't know how to be there for yourself just yet there are some people who kind of fill that void in your life and yeah. they're amazing <laughs> and uh cool. and I love how you kind of touched on like I you know because I was like what are some ways moms can do these things without breaking the bank like it doesn't have to be expensive showing yeah. up for yourself does not have to be expensive um it's like you know take the walk take the time get the coffee somewhere, stop in at some random cafe that you've never been to that you think looks really cute. Like, you know, and commit to saying yes to things and following through. Like, you know, you might it's surprise yourself at how fun it really can be yeah. when you see a friend and you're like, wow, I really needed that. Like, oh my God. It's so true because I, I honestly thought last weekend, I'm like, you know, I don't feel like driving 45 minutes and she's crazy. I love her. She drives every day from Port St. Lucie to Margate for work oh my every God. day. And I'm like, I'm like I, right, I know. And I'm like, there's no way you want to drive to see me. And she was like, no, I do. And so we, and we, I think we hung out for like five or six hours. We ended up getting our food and then going to a couple stores together. And I'm like, I haven't been to a store with a friend and I don't know how long. And it was yeah. just so And nice. I was thinking about the today because I was like, um, I mean, this is okay. You want to hear like, this is sad. Okay. Ready for like mom <laughs> confessions. I haven't had a manicure in 10 years. Okay. I think I got really paranoid that I would get like an infection like oh, yeah. Paula Abdul or something. Yes. And I like wasn't going. And then I hate fumes. Like I'm really sensitive to chemicals. Yeah. And I was like, I, I hate like a lot of those places when they're like, you, you can see like soft us yeah, and it's just like no, no. you're like and I was like uh and I went in today and I was like I sat down and I had this weird extra free time and I sat there and I was honestly taking care of myself felt so uncomfortable in that moment yep. it was like really strange and I'm like looking at the guy ready to kind of dump my guts out on the table like I wanted to go there and part of me wanted to cry because I was like wow oh. how have I not done this in 10 years and, and then the other part of me was like this is totally normal hold it together like hold no, it together lady and I was like and I'm 
I tell people, I'm like, take care of yourself. And when I really look at it, there are all these really seemingly small things that I've overlooked. Yeah. And I'm like, it wasn't a big deal. It's like, it's 20 bucks and it wasn't, and it didn't take a long time. And somehow you build these things up to be like, you know, some people, it's very routine for them. And I'm like, God bless. And I was like, I have five daughters and it's really important to show them how to show up for themselves. And I say this, I'm like, yeah, you need to show up for yourself and take care of yourself. (gasps) And you do, you girl. I do. Wow. (laughs) And and I'm like, but you know, it's, it's the little things. And when you really, it really, the little things really add up. And, um, I'm going to say that I'm like, boy. So, and you know, you know, take, get the lunch and hang out. And it's really nice to see, um, your world open up like the more you do it it does get easier <laughs> no it does and I started doing that because I stopped all, all summer and um I stopped for a long time Manny's Petties all of that I was never I never really did it and then I yeah it's like it and, wasn't me I was yeah. like oh it's not me and then I was like I'm like actually I think I could kind of do and this and then I started yeah <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I did I just do pedicures and now I started again like a few weeks ago I'm like I'm gonna go ahead and get a, a manicure and I was like okay I stopped for the summer gave everything to break and then was like okay it's once a month if I do it once a month it might be two three months but I just I enjoy it so I figure I'll do that and um, just try to keep something going um, yeah no it's like can. well you know it's like when you come out of corporate world or when you like work yeah. like these really intense jobs and like when you're and you kind of go through these phases it's like sex in the city and you go yeah. from this moment of being like the it girl and like I used to get my hair cut every six right. weeks and you have it like and you like freshen everything up all the time and then like over the past couple of years, you're like, where did like where the hell did I go? Like, <laughs> no, I you know. look in your closet. I saw you trying stuff on. You're like, you look in your closet. You're like, nothing makes sense. <laughs> like, like, and we do. We work from home. I've had like a hybrid schedule for the past mm-hmm. couple of years, and I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, and, and um, you know, and I'd say even there, like when you like revamp your closet, like go through it, and it doesn't have to be all at once. But there are things that you might be holding on to right now that you really should just let go, and that if you hate them. Yeah. Or people like give you these hand-me-downs thinking like somehow I'm like I'm like I don't want to be somebody's hand-me-down right. anymore and you know like <laughs> and they're yeah. like look like that poor sad lady just give her st-. I was like they're gonna put just say no it's okay like you're allowed to have like your own style it can be yeah. really gratifying like to have your own strong sense of self and it can really start you know it can start really small and take it back one piece at a time ladies right <laughs> like, it's so, exactly and that's why like I started I found like these two jumpsuits on Amazon I'm like I love these and they're nothing special but I've had people ask me about them now that I'm wearing them I'm like they're so comfortable um and they're you know not jeans and a yoga top like I'm wearing right now and um this whatever I wear the same I feel like I wear the same clothes every day because I'm working from home and I miss that about being in an office and being in corporate that's about all I miss is just you know I love dressing I do love dressing up yeah it's like that excuse to like be really together and And I I forgot what it was like you know like owning a room and like you're like wow and you got your bitch pants on and you're like I'm owning this room like I have this one jacket it's like this somehow this jacket has survived so many moves (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like I put it on and I'm like I still got it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> right. And down here, I feel like it's harder. It's so hot. It's I so just, hot. I know. I know. I'm like, what can I possibly wear that I'm not going to sweat through? And I'm just like, I don't know. But I don't find the same. I'm like, how does everybody else look so cute down here? I'm trying. I know. I'm like, I just, I don't, I'm like, I'm like, all right, the building's going to be really air conditioned. Or I like wait for that. Like, you know, I'm like, when is our winter going to hit? You know, we can start to crack these out. <laughs> supposed to be colder this year i heard but we'll see there you go Uh, Uh, yeah 
And um, I guess, I know, kind of wrapping it up, yeah. really was curious. I was like, so what's a part of your figurative survival kit for yeah. life as a single mom and just as a woman? Like, what, what makes your, like, list of, like, go-tos to get to just to do this thing? <laughs> oh, wow. I know. I read that earlier and I'm like, what is it? And I know it's figurative. I just, and I know, and I've said it over and over and over today. Um, <laughs> it's really just time alone. I can't stress it. I love enough. it. I'm like, that's good. I'm like, it's like yeah. the first time I've my head and I'm like I don't care I don't care if it's half a day if, if a full one's not possible or simply just going to I love running errands alone I will not take her food shopping I love her um and if I have to I'll take her she has fun but I need that time you have to find a way to have to be silent and be with yourself and it's scary to be with yourself because we may not like everything um we get lost but we it's very easy to get lost in everyone else's problems and everyone else's oh, yeah. lives and so that's my go-to and that wasn't always easy because I like to drown myself in other people's lives I feel like I do much better at solving everyone else's problems <laughs> and really and, and that's part of my passion is helping people and I'm like is that because I just don't want to face what I'm dealing with um but no in, in all seriousness time alone um and then just what we, what we just spoke about, finding something that can be just a cup of coffee every day with your favorite barista that you say hi to in the drive-thru. Um, and get find something that, that brings you joy every day and then build on that. Uh, but I can't stress enough the time alone. And maybe that might be hard for some people too. I mean, if you, like some people I know who suffer are suffering, really suffering from depression or something, that's not probably ideal um so in that case i have friends who i try to encourage to reach out and you're like get people <laughs> and get out right but overall if you are just an overworked woman i don't care if you're a mom not a mom whatever um just find peace space let yourself stop i meditate i haven't been as good with it lately because my mind just tends to race and I, but I, that's telling me I need to get back to it because I need to, um, I'm just starting to worry more. And part of that is because I'm sitting alone sometimes and I will distract myself with the phone, with the TV. They're all distractions because I don't want to face what I really need to and just kind of work through it. Um, and I think if we did that more, we'd come out better, <laughs> uh, come out on the other side or, you know, push ourselves to ask for help. We'd figure out ways to help each other more or reach out for help if we faced what we are needing help with um yeah I would say you know it's like when you I think when you sit with yourself and you give yourself time I would say it's like no but when we say give yourself time we're like it's not time filled with anxiety and no. worry and, and freak out time. Like that's what, like you know when we like that space. It's like to find to find a way to create a space for yourself that feels peaceful. Yeah, and it and to get that breath and and then you kind of sit in there and you're like, okay, who are the people that like, if there's somebody that you feel like would only enhance that experience right? and they're the, and these healthy people that you feel like give really sound advice. I've had a couple of really awesome people that were yeah. like my rocks when I've gone through things and they gave great advice. And I, um, you know, and when you're dealing with life transitions and dealing with stuff and like, um, I remember talking to this, I had this pastor, Mm -hmm. I used to go through like I was going through all this crap and he would tell me before I did any big thing he had talked to me about Malcolm Gladwell's book mm. Blink um and so I can't wait to actually I think I've 
talk to him about being on the show at some point. We're going to kind of jump into that. But Blink is like in that moment when you sit with yourself and you hear this very small, like it's that intuition and this very small Mm -hmm. voice within you that you know is telling, like leading you in this direction and really fine tuning that and like honing that and like, and you're, and just really being able to like identify what that is. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's what that like space gives you it gives you these like it gives you time to kind of find that yeah in yourself and then you're like okay then you kind of can you lead with your intuition in different situations yeah. and you're like okay and then when you're presented with an opportunity you're like is this the right thing I should be doing and you're like okay I've sat with myself enough I know myself enough and I know what I want now that you're able to say like yes or no right <laughs> and um it's very cool and so that's sort of that that time with yourself like it's it is really important and because... it's not possible for a lot of single moms it's not and so I it wasn't possible for me for a, for a long time and during COVID I was alone with her for three months straight no one came in around yeah. the house it was literally just us for three months oh my gosh and yeah. I um her bedtime that was it that I I was like she's in bed this is my time um probably stayed up way too late most of those nights but if if bedtime I know a lot of moms where the bedtime is it they're like get to bed and that is their time to oh yeah no it's like that sweet it's like a very it's like my golden hour if I'm like I'm like nine to to eleven or whatever it is I'm like I'm like hello hello me yeah (laughs) I get really frustrated with people who would say to me you should be going to bed or that whole thing like when she's sleeping you sleep I'm like okay, no, I don't want to. And that's not, that wasn't for me. So you got to do what works for you. But I I, I have people who are like, you stay up too late. I'm like, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. I'm watching Housewives. I'm good. I just, this is what I need right now. Um, Oh yeah. Or transition like to like early mornings before they get up to me where like, I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, this is the sweet spot. And, um, you know, just to be like, yeah, I can hear myself. And that's what it like to hear myself and to just, and to not feel like, overwhelmed by anybody else's needs or demands and that it's like and that's why I love Sundays Mm. I love Sundays Sunday is a non-business day right like there's I'm like nothing bad can happen on a Sunday (laughs) like you don't get a cancellation letter in the mail on a Sunday like mail doesn't come on Sunday Sundays rock that's so true that's so true oh my gosh yeah and then and women just need to like give themselves you know grace they don't kind of going back to like with Ember and letting her be herself we need to we need to be able to be ourselves. I mean, you get stressed, you flip out, you have bad days. Um, but it's okay. It's really okay to feel that. It doesn't mean it's not an excuse to treat people like crap. I'm not saying go out and start screaming at everyone, but you also don't have to put a smile on to make everybody else feel comfortable. Um, I, I think about that all the time if I'm out or, you know, I have maybe a waiter or a waitress who's maybe rude, they're probably having something going on. Um, I try to practice that and it's easier said than done, but, you know, aspire to have grace and kindness with everybody because we don't know what's going on. And it's usually not personal to us. Um, oh, yeah. I know I've been there where I've had someone be nice to me when I've been a totally whole and they've just been nice and that turned my day around and they didn't know. No, it's really important. I'm like, you know what? There's really no reason. I'm like, you know, we're all in this, whether you believe it or not, like yeah. we're all very connected. Yeah. Um, and that the exchanges you have with people every day are really, to me, they're not so random. You know, yeah. I'm like, okay. And I really look, I'm like, I try not to like linger and let things sit with me too long because you can make yourself nuts that way too. Yeah. But I'm like, but, and always looking for a lesson, you know, it's like, you gotta, like on your spiritual journey, you gotta, 
<laughs> you gotta like know how to how to move along sometimes and not you dwell. Do. <laughs> but um I'm like is this serving me is this serving you right. <laughs> but it's true like just be nice you know just because you really have no idea like how many how much people are carrying sometimes and um and how little it can really take sometimes to really make people like just just to kind of crack you're like wow that like that was their straw like don't be yeah. somebody's straw you know just be nice you know, like, just be cool. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, true. Um, you know, and like, don't just stack one more icky thing on top of their plate, like, you know, and like one more negative response when that's like, maybe just kind of the, that's where they're at. And that's just the pool that they're in right now. And like, if they just keep getting negative feedback, it's like, you know, people just, they, you can really make that your whole life. <laughs> like, it, yeah, like it kind of snowballs and it just grows Um, and it just sets the tone. So I'm like, maybe just kind of re- like, uh, just reset with somebody and try to give them something new to work from. Yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> I know. <laughs> God. Um, I guess, is there anything that you feel like you, you know, since we're here together that you would want to <laughs> share with somebody listening that you just feel like, like, this is my moment. I got to say this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess it would be if someone's really, um, if there's a parent out there or a woman out there going through um, a really contentious divorce or separation or whatever it looks like, a breakup, um, with child or children just it is possible to get through it maybe not in a day or a year or even like three years it can happen and I would just tell people not to give up on that but also on the flip side um kind of know when to call it because I feel like in certain situations early on I would have I would have like like I said earlier done things differently for the sake of my child um everything's great now but you have to just trust your intuition trust your instincts um try and drown out all the noise everyone has an opinion on your life um but you know what's best and and if you have like you were saying a trusted friend or family member um have try and have someone you can go to don't isolate that yeah yeah don't isolate it's it's not good um so that's my biggest thing is just really that whole thing, just community. If you can, if you can build it, it can, doesn't have to be 20 people. It can be one person just, but have, have someone. Um, and I, that's, that's something I've thought about. Like I would love to start. There are genuinely, there are people who have nobody and like, how do you build that for them? Oh, well my, so my mom back in the day, like before Instagram, before all this yeah. stuff, my mom created this mother center, right? So oh. she would put up flyers. She was sticking up flyers at the, like at her grocery store and at the library. Wow. And then she would hold these like meetings at her, I think they started at her house for moms who just like needed somebody right so it's like bring your kids we had a daycare a family daycare center downstairs in our house on the lower so like we would all hang out and the moms would kind of get together and just it wound up just kind of turning into like a crap talking circle probably like everybody was going through stuff people were getting divorced and it like just kind of but but then you know and she would do these fundraisers and she had a petting zoo like at a garden center and like and I'm like wow I'm like I you know I look back on it and I'm like mom like how did you take a chance and like wow that was pretty cool like that was pretty freaking cool um and you know she I don't know what like you know what I think that's what she said she was like you know she was isolated and she just needed friends like and she needed friends outside of like our church or outside of like a religious environment like she just needed some real girlfriends and um honestly the friends that she picked up in that group 
you know, they're all like these weird extended aunts that I have now. Um, yeah. And I, I love like, that. that's what I call, I'm like, I, I reach out to them. I've stayed with them when I'm, I've gone, when I was going through my divorce, like I, I think I, I stayed with one for, and I kind of bopped around. They would help with my kids. And it was this very weird, beautiful collective of women that just knew how to be there for other people because that's what they needed. <laughs> and um, so I'd say, you know, it's like, I, I'd say put yourself out there that's I guess that's my point of the ramble it's uh you don't have to go it alone take a chance you know and put yourself out there and find people who are like-minded and right um that are into the stuff that you know like hang go to the places that you like to hang at and yes. if you like yoga or like whatever, whatever feels right for you like find your watering hole and then like click with those people yeah. <laughs> and, no, it's and, true. Uh, and it's been cool it really has that's awesome I love that I love that she did that <laughs> yeah I'm like I was like wow I'm like I'm like you know like it did I'm like how did you know the right people were gonna show up you know it was just right, like right. she just like she just took it it was it was definitely funky and uh they were so close and wow. um it was nuts and the husbands were like kind of look and they're like what is this like <laughs> what is going on and I think it made them nervous and um oh, no. but <laughs> and they rocked I will say that they totally rocked <laughs> love that <laughs> And That's I have to awesome. say, I'm I'm so appreciative of our time tonight yeah, together. Me too. Um, this was very cool, and um, yeah, I guess you know, hopefully we'll connect again soon. Yes. I would say, how can people find you if they want to pick your brain about something, or you know, what's the best way to get in touch? <laughs> I think all my contact info, or they can at least email me on the Palm Beach Mommy Misfit. So the Instagram Palm Beach Mommy Misfit, and then my Gmail is the same Palm Beach oh. Mommy Misfit at Gmail dot com. That's perfect. 